and I've been friends with them for a long time and they were going to that church and essentially they heard my side and my story and they were like, this is ridiculous. And they went to these pastors and were like, you guys, that this is, you need to explain like, why is, why did this happen? And long story short, I've never gotten an apology. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Jared is joining me today. Welcome, Jared. Thank you. So excited to be here as always. Of course. Actually, I had someone reach out to me after last week's episode and was like, where's Jared? Is like, is he okay? Oh, yeah. I thought that was really sweet. So Jared is kind of like, Jared is my guest essentially when I don't have a guest. You're, I mean, you're kind of my co-host. Sure. You know? Yeah. I'm like every now and then you'll be with the guests with me, but your schedule is super crazy. And, um, you know, I, I want to respect your time and like your investment in this. And so I just appreciate you coming on for the episodes that you do. Oh, thanks friend. I'm always happy to be part of the pod. I, uh, love the episodes that I'm on. I love the episodes that I'm not on. So, you know, it's all good. I had I had another client. She's my yoga client. She listens to every episode. And she she always comments about you. She's like, yeah, I kind of miss Jared when he's not on the episodes. And then she was saying like how she likes having you on because you balance me out. <laughs> like I'll say something really like harsh or abrasive and you'll be like, well, you know, like I understand your point, but there's like also this. So anyway. <laughs> I feel like that so makes me I, so boring and like uh, like vanilla, you know? No. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> so, guys, today I don't really have a specific topic because so much has been going on since I had Jared on. And, like, I just feel like we need to discuss it. And I want to kind of share with you guys. I want to be as open with you guys as possible, but also be respectful of the people that are coming into my life and like respect their privacy as much as possible. But yeah, there's just been a lot of things that has happened and I think it's going to lead to us talking about specific topics, but not necessarily one big topic. So this is kind of like a all inclusive episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kitchen so I'm sink episode. What did you say? A kitchen sink episode. Just a throwing everything sink. in there. Like, you know, yeah. like, like the expression, like everything but the kitchen sink. It's like, no. Okay. I've never heard that expression. No? you ne uh, No. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm like, am I weird? Well, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we found out I'm what, like six years older than you? It's not that much. You're six and a half years older. Oh, whoa, so whoa, whoa. okay. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe you're five and a half because you're 39. Yeah. I'm 33. My birthday's in October. So in October 15th, I'll be 34. You guys remember that October 15th, send me presents. <laughs> I'll be 34 and you'll be 39. Okay, so you're five and a half years older. Yeah, come on. By the way, um, I am a Libra and Jared is a Pisces. Yes, but my... Correct moon sign is also a Pisces. So I'm like a, a Libra sign, a Libra. You guys probably don't care about this, but 
I do. If you're, you do? Yeah. yeah. So like, if you do astrology, like if you take like this specific, like if you know your birth time, you can figure out like what your sign is, what your sun sign is, what your moon sign is. Yeah. You do like the full chart. I like dated someone who was mm-hmm. really into that and was like, go to this website and do the full chart. And it prints out like this grid of like 50 things or something. Yep. Oh, totally. Yeah. But the main ones are like the sign, the sun and the moon. So anyway, mm-hmm. Pisces and Libra get along well. Um, plus I'm a Pisces moon. So nice. I also quick pro dating tip. I feel like that's a fun dating conversation and like probably, well, actually probably less for women. Cause I'm sure like most dudes are like, I don't know. Um, but like when, you know, when it, like when someone's birthday comes up or whatever, and it's like someone I'm getting to know or whatever, I'm like, Oh, what, what sign does that make you? And then the question I always ask about it, this might lead into like, are we talking about spirituality today? We are talking about spirituality okay, today. Okay, good. So this might be a little lead into something like that. But the way I ask the question is I'm like, what does that say about you? Mm. So when someone's like, oh, I'm a Taurus or whatever, I'm like, oh, what does that say about you? You know, yeah. and, then, and then it's just like a fun conversation. It's totally fun. And I've had a lot of guys be like, I don't believe in that. And I'm like, listen. I don't like, it's not like I'm waking up every day checking my horoscope, but it's another personality assessment, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm way into Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram, love languages, anything that kind of gives you an insight into like maybe what adds to who you are, you know? And so I've had a couple guys be like, yeah, I'm not really into it. And then I'll start talking about like all my signs and they'll be like, well, how did you find that out? And, and then they'll be like, yeah, I just asked my mom for like the time that I was born. And I'm like, they download like CoStar is so funny. Yeah, like it's super fun. And so like a way that I think about it is like, and it's why, I, you know, I said I asked the question the way I ask it is like, it's less important, like what like a horoscope book says than what the person says about it themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so even if you don't like believe in it or whatever, like when someone reads something and they're like, Oh, I am like that. And yes. so it, it it doesn't tell, you know, it doesn't tell you something about like their essential personality if you don't think that that's true, but it tells you what they think about who they are, which is like Absolutely. really good information to have. You know, people are like I am very stubborn and you're like, "Okay, good to know." Like that's part of yes. your identity that you own and accept or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Did you pick that because I'm stubborn? Uh, is that are you stubborn? I don't know. Well, I'm definitely stubborn, but you're stubborn. that's true that's true uh so jared and i had a moment this weekend we had a very intimate special moment oh yeah that's true yeah i don't know if people are looking at this on video i'm sure they can admire well it's not recording right now so they can't see but i jared and i were watching a movie and he was like yeah i was gonna go into the barber shop but cases are rising so i don't feel comfortable and i'm like listen I cut hair in college. Why don't I just cut your hair? And you were like super like skeptical, but then you agreed. And then it went really, really well and you loved it. And then it went to disaster. (laughs) No, no, it isn't a disaster. It was so awesome. Like, so you like basically gave me like a mohawk and like, it was really long and shaggy on top. And then when I like rinsed off, I, like some of the strands were like so long, like they were almost in my eyes. And I was like, Ooh, can you just take it? Like, just clean that up a little bit. And we had to put that to mean like cut all the length off the top. 
Um, which is still fine. I like, I still think I look nice. Um, you but, look great. But it looks so much cooler the other way. It so, did. It looked so. cooler. And I totally like, it was a total miscommunication. And anyway, but, but. Anyway, thank with, you for doing that for me, friend. You're welcome. The good news yeah. with guy hair is you can grow it out as really quick. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, that was Jared and I's moment. If you guys are interested in watching it, it's on my TikTok at Leanna Joan. Okay, wait, this is where I have a question for you. Okay. So sometimes when you post posts for the podcast and stuff and you at me or whatever, um, so I get people who follow me. Yeah. Right? Now, I don't know what to do with that. Like, because like, cause then I'm like, oh, I always click on it. I'm like, because it doesn't happen enough that I'm like, but I click on the person. I'm like, do I recognize that name? Do I know someone like, well, and it always says like this account is private or whatever. Yeah. But like, do I follow back? Like, so, so <laughs> really like, cause the question is like, I like, I'm like, oh, I wonder why this person's following me. Like, I'm sure they're going to be disappointed or whatever. Or like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think people would follow you because they like know you from the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So they're interested in seeing your life. Um, so it's, I mean, it's flat, it's flattering. I mean, they're, they want to, yeah. they want to be friends with you. Right. So, I mean, I would, what I would do is oftentimes it'll say like you're friends with the podcast page and my personal page. So oftentimes it'll say if they're friends with me personally, mm -hmm. and if they are, then yeah, I would say from them. You okay, know. because this also brings up a bigger dating question. Yes. Because you know more about the, like, the can DM you, sliding? Can you explain, yes, like, DM sliding? Wait, like, are you saying that you want to slide into our listeners' DMs? <laughs> Actually, so I had the thought, I was, I was like, well, what if someone's trying to slide into my DMs? Well, then it would show up as a message request. Oh, so then they would, they would, they would follow me. And then they would DM me. But do you know how to see if you have a message request? No. Oh, Lord. Guys. Well, doesn't it show up in the, would it show up in the little corner? Like the it little. No, it doesn't show up as you have a message. You have to go to your messages and it's, it's in blue. It's separate. And it says you have this number of message requests. Okay. Uh, okay. Wait, listen, we'll after this episode, next, next episode, I'll give, I'll give the listeners an update on whether. Okay. So you guys, if, if you have slid into Jared's DM, <laughs> this is the week that you're going to be able to shoot your shot. Okay. And if you haven't slid into Jared's DMs, please do that right now. I was about to say, like, spoiler alert for what the update's going to be. I can almost <laughs> guarantee it's going to be no one is trying to slide into my DMs. <laughs> um, yeah. And so then I would say, like, if, I mean, well, okay, I also have this advice for people. So I get guys that, like, follow me. And they slide into my DMs or whatever. I'll click on their profile and it's private and that's it for me. If you're private and I can't see your life or what you look like or what's going on, like I'm not interested. So if you're interested in Jared <laughs> or me or someone else in your life that you want to go to their Instagram, make your Instagram account public. What are you doing with your life? That's a good point. 
Um, you know. Wait, so how often are dudes sliding into your DMs? Like, and has it increased more since the podcast? Like, what do you do with that? Give us, give us your whole story. <sighs> um, that's a good question. So I really don't get a lot of DM slides. I get, if I post like kind of a sexy picture, I'll get like maybe five message requests from guys that are just like, it'll just be like, hey, or uh, hi, or you're beautiful or something like that. And those are immediately like deleted. Um, mm-hmm. I did actually get a message this week from a potential sugar daddy. Oh, Lovely. This ha- this happens all the time to women, but he basically found me and he followed me and he's like, I think you're really attractive. Would you be, would you let me be your sugar daddy? And I'll give you like 4,000 a week. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to pay like 4,000 for all of surgery. Maybe I should can actually <laughs> consider this. So, I mean, not, not really considering it, but I just responded. Like, I'm just kind of curious what, like, here's the thing is I think it's a scam. I think it's some way for them to get in to your bank account or your life or something like that. So that's probably interesting. They're probably like, Hey, let me, uh, like I'll transfer you. I'll wire you the money. I'll transfer, I'll wire you money or whatever. So I would never actually go through with something like that. But I was just kind of curious, like what, what was the, anyway. So I just was like, what, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm in. What are the details? (laughs) I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) And he was like, he was like, I just want you to let me be your sugar daddy. And you could tell he he didn't quite speak English well. Oh, it's a scam. It's a hundred percent a scam. Yeah. So so then it's like, okay, so the grammar was off and he doesn't speak English well, which, you know, I mean, not saying you have to speak English to be legitimate, but when you're reaching out with those types of messages, like I do get a lot of guys that reach out from Israel or Iran or Iraq, like a lot of Middle Eastern guys hit me up and they're really? all like, uh-huh. They're all like, you're so beautiful. I want to connect. Um, a lot of them are like, I'll, I'll spoil you. I'll send you money. <laughs> what? I had no idea. This was like part of your life. This oh yeah. Yeah. At least like twice a week. Okay. Um, can we have an episode and I, I, I like really want to be on this one. Okay. If, if we, if anyone out there knows someone who's in like a legit, like above board sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship, oh you know, where gosh, it's what? like, like, this is our, this is our arrangement. Like this is, you know, like, I just would love to talk about that and like no judgment. Like, how's it working for you? Like, you know, like all the stuff I'm fascinated. Well, you know what I could also do is as an experiment, there is a sugar daddy dating website. Yes, that's right. I could go on the sugar daddy website as an experiment for you guys. I would do this for you to get a sugar daddy. <laughs> wow. Now that, yeah, that's like delving into the podcast as social experiment territory that we haven't gone into. I before. know. You know, a couple other ideas that I would love to do is I'd love to bring a former guy that I dated on the podcast. Oh, interesting. Just one other idea. I go on the sugar daddy website and like, like just like, I'll be like, I could give you like 40 bucks a week or a month. (laughs) Oh, oh, you go on the sugar daddy website to get a sugar baby. As like, as like the brokest sugar daddy ever. Like, (laughs) 
I will like help uh, meal prep at the start of the week. You know? <laughs> or, like, like while I'm doing my meal prepping, I'll break you off like three or four healthy. So it's not really prep. like it's not really like the sugar daddy. It's like the helper daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a, like there's got to be some sort of like it's like like the like the stevia daddy. <laughs> it's like it's like some sort so of what? stevia. It's like some sort of <laughs> sugar. <laughs> The other, the other idea that I had that I would love to do, but again, it has to be kind of the right person. And actually, this is really funny, um, but I would love to have a first date as an episode. Oh. And Denver guy suggested that to me, and we almost went and recorded. Wow. Can you guys imagine if we had done that? Like, that would have been, wow. Oh, that would have been so crazy. Um. Can I be can I be doing like play by play commentary over the first date episode or like or like I want to I want to I want to hear I want to be the host. So like you record it I'm not there on the date or whatever but then I I get to play it and like pause it and jump in with commentary. <laughs> or, or or maybe it'll be like you know like you and I will talk about it like as we play clips. Yeah. Uh, well, do you know how much editing work that is? Oh, it's fair, fair point. <laughs> but no, I mean, I like the idea. I mean, what we could do though is I could have the first day. It could last like a half hour or whatever. And then you and I could jump on after. And I'm down. We'll, we'll cut all this out. Um, okay. <laughs> so let's transition here. So I want to talk. Um, I actually want to talk about Denver guy. So I reached out to him to give him an apology. So I have been doing a lot of work in my coaching program. And one of the things that I knew, but it just wasn't ready to hear it yet was that relationships that are secure and solid take time and Mm -hmm. they don't need to be passionate and jump in and texting 24 seven and talking every day on the phone And they should go at a slow pace. And I was so ready to jump in with Denver guy that then I was had that backlash when he needed to slow things down. And instead of me being able to see that as like actually probably a healthy thing, because I was so hurt by it, I I didn't respond well. I got into my anxious behavior. And then he he wasn't... uh, he wasn't able to sue that for me and wasn't in the place in his life where he was ready to do that. And so then it didn't end up working out, but I just reached out to him and I apologized. And I said, listen, I want to say sorry for really like you had every right to set the boundary that you did. And it just was a deep abandonment issue for me. And I didn't handle it as well as I could have. And I'm sorry that I also like didn't take into consideration what you were going through with work and the pandemic hitting. And I'm just, I hope that, um, I don't remember my words exactly, but it was just like, I think you're a great person and I hope you're doing well. And then I saw he read it on Instagram and he didn't respond and right, because there was, he has he has like not responded to like some of your previous messages, right? Like he has not responded. Yes. Yeah, okay. Correct. So I was I was 
kind of um, preparing myself that he wouldn't respond. Well, he responded the next day and he just, he was, it was very sweet. It was, thank you for reaching out. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry that I hurt you. Uh, I appreciate your apology. And, you know, I um, hope you and your family are doing well and I wish you the best. So it just, it was really sweet and it was a good closure moment for me Mm. with all that. That's amazing. Yeah, because I really, I look back and I, there's part of me that so regrets how I acted because if I acted a certain way, maybe we would still be talking or had that kind of long distance and gotten to scene a little bit. But on the other hand, I don't think, I still deep down believe that when they're the right person for you, they're the right person for you. And even in my freak out moments, he would have responded differently. And so I have to believe that as well, but I'm glad I definitely feel like that chapter is, is behind me. Oh, that's so cool. Like, that's so cool that it's like a healthy thing. Cause when you first said it, I was like a little nervous. I remember you, me and Krista, when we talked about like that being the bargaining stage of grief, kind of, of like, Ooh, maybe if I take another approach, like then they'll mm-hmm. come back or whatever. But it sounds like it was coming from this really just healthy closure place. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely the acceptance part of yeah. grieving. I was going to say, like, isn't it cool how um, when we show up differently, like we get a totally different response, you know? Yeah. It's just like amazing how much like when we make changes to ourselves, like the way like events unfold and even the way people respond to us and act towards us and everything like that completely shifts as well. Like I think that's so cool. Definitely. And, you know, looking back, he was never rude in his text or responses. He was always, always very like affirmative of how he thought I was this amazing person, but I was so hurt that it didn't, I didn't see any of that. And I just so wanted him to change his mind. And so anyway, um, yeah, no, I think he's a great person Obviously, he's not my person, and I just I wish him the best. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so let's transition to New York guy now. Okay. Okay, so the last news that you guys heard last week, I had let you know that I needed to set some boundaries because I felt like things were moving a little quickly, and I'm doing this coaching program. And so I had a conversation with him and told him that I needed – to just be friends moving forward, that I needed some time. I needed to focus on this and I didn't want to be distracted. And I was waiting to hear back from him because he was going to take a couple days to think about if he even wanted to be friends because he was hurt. Like he really wanted to move forward. And I think that was like a really healthy thing on his part to like see if that was something that he wanted to do. So he called me Monday night and we talked and he was so understanding and he was like, I thought about it. And like, I really think that you should just take this time, focus on your program. We will just take a step back, no flirting, no romantic, anything less texting. He's like, I want to still stay in touch with you. But essentially we kind of made this thing where like in a few weeks I would reach back out and if he was available, if I was available, then we tried and talk again. So that was going well 
for a couple days. Oh no. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's, this is good. So basically I felt like I was so, I respected him so much for listening to my needs and mm -hmm. like, not like, I know he was hurt because it was like, it was almost like he was in the place that I was. Yes. Denver guy. Right? So this, yeah. And this is what, so, I mean, like, so you had told me a, a little bit of this update like earlier this week, but um, it's like, I mean, to me, like between the Denver guy update and the fact that here you had this man who was like full gangbusters, like, let's go. Like, you know, like, which is normally like the thing that is the most intoxicating to you mm -hmm. that you get really caught up in mm -hmm. and that you were able to sort of go, Oh, this feels a little bit like more, you know, like you, you were able to like, sort of, I don't know, like catch a a feeling that it like wasn't quite healthy or something and like you were wanting to slow it down I think that's like amazing yeah well and it's interesting and I think maybe that's why I thought of the Denver guy because we're kind of in different I mean I'm in where he was yes yes right yeah and so I think that was part of it and I just so respected the way New York I handled it and that's what I needed and I needed that space that I looked back and just regretted how I handled it with Denver guy. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the thought behind it. Okay. So you told him that you need space. He's like, let me think about it. And then he goes, cool. I get it. It's cool with me. And then you guys kind of have this like, sort of like maybe in a couple of weeks or months or whatever. Yes. And then what happens? Okay. So then what happened is we texted back and forth a little bit and then I had a really great group session with my program. And I did a lot of like homework that week and work on myself. And then I had a really great one-on-one -on -one session. And mm -hmm. I just kind of talked to my coach about this situation and where I was with dating. And it just, I felt like, I felt like I got her, like you're handling this really well. It sounds like he's handling this really well. You know, if you, I mean, you can date. It's not like we're not allowed to date in this coaching yeah, program. Yeah, sure. I think it would just, I was so trying to avoid that intoxication of the beginning yes. part that yeah. I put a, a huge pause on it. And so after that, I was like, okay, like maybe I deserve to have a guy like really pursue me. Like I've been wanting someone that I like to be into me for a while Mm -hmm. He's really likes me. And I think part, there was some avoidance in that, uh, at, which I think underlying is really my anxiety. Mm. And so after this program, I just, I felt like I would reach out and let him know that I'm feeling a little bit more like if he wanted to start romantically talking again, as long as we continue to take it slow I think that now I feel comfortable with that. So essentially I took a few days off mm -hmm. and then I was like, <laughs> I kind of miss him. And I, and I, I just, I think a lot of it was, I just appreciated so much how he handled it yes. and it made me respect him and it made me have more trust in him mm -hmm. as a safe person to move forward with. Yeah. And so I, texted him on or no I called him Friday night and we spoke and he was definitely hesitant because he's like well 
you were saying this to me last weekend and now you're saying yeah like super healthy on his part to be like okay well hang on i want to make sure this is safe for me because i'm getting these mixed messages from you yes. hot and cold kind of thing yeah yeah yes absolutely super safe on his part and he was like, I also want to make sure like you're still working on your program. Like you said, that's what you needed. And I don't want to get in the way of that. And plus he was hurt. Like he didn't want to just, he was really like grieving something that he thought was going to happen. Sure. Yeah. And so what if he jumped back in and then he had to grieve it all over again? So yeah, he took a couple days and we talked yesterday and we are talking now. Oh, that's so exciting. Can I can I suggest something? Yes. I feel like you should have you should ask him to listen to the episode where you tell your story. Because no. no? Here's no. why. No, here's why. Because like I feel like something that is so cool that comes out in that episode is like you know, the way your courtship with your ex unfolded and like how important that is to you to really build this solid mm. foundation of friendship that is mm. like non-sexual in a way. Mm. Um, you know, it's not like asexual, right? But it's like certainly like not sexually charged. Like that can be a big trigger for you. And, and like really like sort of doing that very slowly. And like that is a perfectly valid and and in many ways like better way of of building a solid relationship than most dating looks like um and i'm thinking of two friends of mine who who got married um and they spent they were it was like distance and they they wrote each other these huge long emails every day for like almost mm. a year you know mm. before they ever like met each other and kissed each other and whatever wow yeah, yeah. and so um and so, like, I just think, like, like, and, and especially, like, with this guy who seems like a really good guy and there's, like, a cool sort of foundation here or whatever, like, him sort of getting to know that and, like, on, you know, and, like, appreciate, like, how big that is for you, I feel like could could be really helpful or important. I don't know. So, I think that's a great point. I am nervous, though, about having people that I date listening to every episode of the podcast because I feel like they'd get a, a like a head on getting to know me before I get to know them. That's a good and, point. Yeah. And also, like, I want to tell them some of these things that I'm sharing. Yeah. Like, I want to tell them personally. Mm -hmm. So, I, ha it, I mean, it would be a lot easier just to be like, they're like, can I ask you about this? And I'm like, yeah, listen to episode eight. <laughs> I'm like, can I ask you about this? Yeah, listen to the episode. It's like my story. Just, just do that on your bike ride, That's and then we'll great. talk about it after. Yeah. Um, he did. I did let him listen to one episode because he he's a little nervous about me doing a dating podcast, and you know, like, what would that entail? Would that incriminate him in any way? And so I said, listen to episode fifteen, the attachment episode. Wait, wait, are, are you guys doing criminal activity together? Is that why it would like incriminate? Wait, incri what does incriminate mean? No, you're right. I'm just teasing. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, like you meant like make him look bad, which like incriminate yeah. means that, but like legally right. it means like yeah, yeah. So I was like, listen to episode 15. It's a great episode. It's very vulnerable and it will give you kind of an idea. Well, then he listened to it and he's like, well, I really want to listen to more. 
he's like, but I, I understand what you're saying and I won't listen to them. Wow. Good boundaries. I know. I know. So I think it's, I'm excited. Like this is the, we are going, we're talking about trying to meet up sometime in July to hang out in person for a few more days. I'm trying to convince him to come out to San Diego so I don't have to fly to New York since it's like COVID city. Um, So we'll see. I will keep you guys updated. But I've had a few, you know, anxious moments even since the conversation. But I've just been able to kind of sit down and soothe myself and be like, it is okay that someone is into me. Like, it is okay that this person is pursuing me so strongly. Like, it is okay that they're attracted to me. All, all these things that make me scared because mm. it's those things have led to hurt in the past. So, yeah. um, you know, it's a journey. I'm so thankful to be in this coaching program. And I think it's really like whether this works out with New York guy or not, I think this is a really great first step into like finding a secure relationship. Yeah, I feel like you are the best walking advertisement for this coaching program because like it's I mean, it's clear to me, like as your friend and just like hearing you on the podcast, like that it's really enabling you to make some like significant changes in your life. Right. And that's the that's the like gold standard. Right. Like we can gain a lot of insight about ourselves through therapy Mm -hmm. or all these different ways. But does our behavior change, right? Do we Mm -hmm. change the way we show up and the way we perceive and respond to things and whatever? And like, yeah, that's, it's, that's exciting. Yeah. And it's interesting. So for those of you that don't know, if this is your first episode you're listening to, so I'm in a a dating coaching program with Dr. Morgan. She was on episode 15 and the program is based around attachment style and kind of like, what is your tendencies in a relationship and how can you get to a place where you feel more secure so that you can really find secure um, love. You can find a secure relationship and it's not necessarily that you're needing to find that in the other person, but you're creating ways for you to find that within yourself and then tools to how to, you know, apply that to relationship. So I'm in week, let's see, this is week three. Mm-hmm. No, this is week four. I'm in, I'm coming to week four. So it's halfway there. And last week we did this thing where So she had us sit down and write all of the negative thoughts that we had about ourselves. And she set a time limit of how long we had to do that. And I literally had an entire page filled with all of these negative things that I believed about myself because of growing up or these things were said to me or these things didn't happen or this relationship and this trauma. And then what she had us do is then take that and find three main themes in all of that. So what were the three main negative thoughts Mm -hmm. that kind of encompassed all of that? And then she had us work on changing those into what she calls empowering beliefs. So it was just a really powerful exercise to do. And I learned like so much about myself and actually something that I learned last week that I never really put together. And we actually kind of addressed this on the bonus episode in my Patreon account, the very first bonus episode, but I have a fear that I am, or I have a belief that I am not successful. 
I have a belief Mm. that I am not good with money, that I'm not successful, that I will never be successful, that I'll never be good with money. Um, And I didn't realize that was so strong in me. Wow. So that is something that is part of my, now my empowering beliefs. I have these three things that I'm working through that you go through every day. You say them and you write them on post-it notes and you put them all over the room so that you start to, to change and rewire the the way your brain thinks about it. Yeah. You. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So guys, I, I am like, I'm really impressed with this program. It's pretty, it's legit. It's, a lot of work. You have homework. You, I had my first one-on-one session with Dr. Morgan and it was really powerful. And I felt like I got so much out of it. And yeah, what, what's Dr. Morgan's like website or Instagram handle? Yeah, like it's www.drmorgancoaching, I believe, but I'm not positive on that. So the best way to get to her is Instagram at Dr. Morgan coaching. Like DR or doctor. I don't know. Okay. Just, you know, don't resuscitate DR. No, that's DNR. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. DR is, is, is do resuscitate. It is. is? I don't know, but you should do resuscitate your dating life by going to at Dr. Morgan coaching. I love it. I will. I will pitch that to her. Uh, Do you resuscitate your dating life? I love it. Yeah. Okay. One quick thing before we kind of dive into the topic of spirituality from a, a meetup that I kind of had this week, um, I just wanted to talk about my Patreon account really quickly. I know I talk about it on every episode. I don't want you guys to feel like it's it's an ad, but it's it's it. It is an ad in that you do have to pay money to access it, but it's also like another way to feel connected to me and to Jared and to this podcast and to show your support. So if you're able to, guys, if I, I figured this out, if I have 80 people subscribe to the lowest tier, which is three bucks a month, the podcast will be paid for every month. So right now I'm paying out of pocket for these episodes. And if I have 80 subscribers, for that lowest tier, which is the supportive B, three bucks a month out of your bank account, the podcast is paid for. So if you have a chance, just go over to www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. You can also find the link through my Instagram and um, yeah, go check it out. If you do the $20 tier, it's the king of and queen of bees and there's two bonus episodes and then this B be hustling is a ten dollar <laughs> tier, and and there's exclusive videos that have not been posted on YouTube or Instagram, so you can find those on that one. Yeah, and I think that's cool to do that math, right? And like, it's important to remember that that eighty subscribers is the lowest tier would be for you to just break even, right? Because right now, yeah. not only are you giving like tons of time and energy and effort to recording, editing, everything like that, but you're like paying money out of your own pocket, so you're in the hole like every month to just. Yes. Record the episodes, put them up, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the whole back back pay <laughs> till January. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there guys, there's no pressure. And if you can't support, that's totally fine. 
But if you do have that extra three bucks a month, I would really appreciate you going over and taking the time to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you can't, absolutely can't support in other ways, right? Tell friends, rate and review. Yes. Rate, rating and review is so important, you guys, because let's say let's say 15 of you guys listen to this episode and you go and just leave a five-star rating. My ratings will go up and guess what? Like there's a chance that my podcast can be like seen on a certain page or maybe it's more popular. And so that it gets more, what's the word I'm looking for? Gets like featured. Yeah. yeah. Exposure it gets expe- mm-hmm. exposure mm-hmm. or featured or whatever. So if you're listening to this and you have Apple Podcasts, you have an iPhone, you need the Apple Podcast app. It's free. It's purple. Click on it. Go to search. Type in hello and goodbye. Click a five-star rating. It would be such a huge favor to me. So I appreciate it. What are you laughing about? <laughs> I'm laughing that you're telling people that the podcast app is purple. And I'm like, how do you think they're hearing you talk right now? If okay. Do you know how no, many right. friends? Right. No. Do you know how many friends I have reached out to that use Spotify and they're like, I don't even know how to leave a rating. And I've literally had to do a screen record video and send it to them so they can figure out how to do it. That's funny. Yeah. So if you're a Spotify user, you can't rate and review on Spotify, but you can do it on Apple. Apple. Cool. Okay. So I think we're going to jump in now to kind of like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you meet with someone? (laughs) The encounter, the encounter. So this is where, so I had an encounter this week Mm -hmm. and Jared and I had a conversation about it and it made me want to put the episode that I had actually for this Friday on hold so that Jared and I could jump on the mic and have a conversation about it because I think it's very interesting. I think it's important to talk about this type of thing. And it kind of goes along with some things that I talked about in my story episode, which quick segue, I've had a couple people ask, like, when is my story two coming out? It's going to be a little bit like I want to space them out because Mm -hmm. it's very vulnerable for me to do. So just, you know, wait it out a little bit. I'm hoping my story two will come out end of July. So it should come out at some point. But I wanted to just wait a little bit on it. So anyway, so I was at Augie's Coffee House. It's this cute little local coffee shop in Redlands. <laughs> Why you are so insistent on like giving all the details of like the places you go? Which, by the I way, don't know why. I think it make, for people who have been to Redlands, I think it puts it in context. Okay, more. but you, you but here, here, here's what I want you to think about. Start practicing for like when this podcast has like millions of listeners and like you might not want people like knowing where you go like most days. Um, but anyway, well, that, that's, that's true. Well, if, if, if I get to millions of listeners and they're listening to this episode, you're more than welcome to come meet me at August. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... You're at a coffee shop. I'm at a coffee place. I got my matcha latte because I don't drink coffee anymore. I have my dog there, which by the way, quick update on Olive. I have her orthopedic surgeon appointment on Thursday. So I'll let you guys know next week how that goes. She does Mm -hmm. seem to be getting a little better. So fingers crossed she won't need surgery. So anyway, I'm sitting there with Olive and I was doing some homework for my coaching program and this 
cute guy comes out and he looked at me and he looked like he almost looked like I was like sitting where he wanted to sit. And so I said, Oh, Hey, um, did you want to sit here? And he's like, no, 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 uh, don't worry about it. Well, I was on the phone and he goes, I know you. And I was like, what? And he's like, I know you from high school. And then he's like, but you're on the phone. So just, you know, I'll talk to you after I said, okay. So I'm on the phone and then I hang up and I was like, okay, so you know me from high school. Did we graduate together? Like, were we in the same class? Because I have a horrible memory. Going back to my story, I hated high school so much. I just tuned most people out. I, yeah. when I At my high school reunion, I barely recognize anyone. But anyway, we went to high school together. He did not, he wasn't there all the way through senior year. So he had left in the middle. So that could have been part of why I didn't recognize him. But we started chatting and it was great. Like he seemed really interested and we, I love me. I love getting together with people that I went to high school with. Cause I think it's so fascinating where everybody is now and kind of like what their lives looked like. And I feel really like confident with where my life is. And so it's kind of fun to be able to talk about like what I'm doing now. And I have this podcast and he's like, oh, okay, what's the podcast called? And I'm like, it's hello and goodbye. And so I don't know, he may be listening, but, um, so then he started, I kind I don't even remember how the conversation got this way, but somehow in the conversation, it turned to him in his twenties, he was kind of dabbling in some, some things. And as he got closer to his thirties, I'm not exactly sure of the timeline. He basically, he found Christianity. So he found God and became a Christian and that was a huge part of his life now. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh my gosh, I like, I got a big smile on my face. Like when he told me that, because I was like, I'm a Christian and he kind of smiled too. And it was like this really kind of meet cute moment of like, oh my gosh, we went to high school. We're both Christians and this is so cute and what's going to happen. And um, wait, by the way, we're going to talk about this, but like, if, if I'm in your shoes at that point, like some alarm bells are going off for me. Like, you know, like because of like my, my faith journey and like what I, like the way certain people talk about their faith, like I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. Um, but keep well, going. I see what you're saying, but I, I did ask him. I asked him what, because he was telling me he was into some stuff. And I said, what got you out of that? And then he said he found Christ. Okay. Yeah. So he wasn't like, he wasn't like, I'm a Christian and here's a Bible verse. And yeah, yeah. You know, so it wasn't no. like that at all. Okay. So then, so this is crazy. And I'm, I'm trying to, I've been thinking about this all week, you guys, and thinking about how much I want to share of this. And anyway, so he kept looking at his watch and I said, oh, do you need to be somewhere? And he's like, yeah, I'm actually going to meet with the pastor of my church right now. And I said, oh, what church do you go to? And then he said the name of it. So when I went through my divorce, I was attending a church with my ex-husband. We were very, very involved in the church. We were officially members of the church, which side note, I will never join and be a member of any other church again. And... Without going to any detail, 
I was essentially excommunicated from that church due to circumstances of my divorce. Sorry, um, just a brief editorial sarcastic comment from me here. But like, yeah, there's like nothing more Christ-like than casting out someone who is like going through a terrible time in their life, right? Like, yes, yeah. Fuck off. Like if that, you know, like how, how does the church behave like that and still call themselves anyway? Sorry. It, the whole but, story, and yeah. there's so many holes and you guys have probably have so many questions, Yeah. but the holes aren't going to be answered for a long time. So <laughs> just know that I went through this it was very, very painful. Yes. And I had a couple friends who found out they're older and I've been friends with them for a long time and they were going to that church. And essentially they heard my side and my story and they were like, this is ridiculous. And they went to these pastors and were like, you guys, this is, you need to explain, like, why is why did this happen? And long story short, I've never gotten an apology. I was supposed to be contacted and reached out to, to be able to sit down and kind of tell my side of it. And that never happened. And I now know of several other people that have left this church because of many other things. And I've gone back and forth of whether or not to say the name of the church, because I don't want to purposefully is it defamation of yeah like, sure yeah i mean and also like yeah just for you like you're not trying to go out of your way to like stir up a conflict with that church because like no you, you've moved on like you, totally. you don't want or need anything from them and like so totally. why kind of like yeah you know I, create there's something. part of me though that wants there's part of me that has thought about sharing the name of the church because this is a church where i live yep. and I think that there are some big theological. Okay, and actually, let me rephrase that because I don't like the word theological. I think that there are some big <sighs> holes in this church. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like there's some like major like ethical concerns, right? And like that's a very good yes. reasoning to like share the name and kind of be a little more public with your story is like. Cause there's, you don't know if there's other people that this has happened to. Yes. Um, and you know, like people should know this about their institutions, about their leaders. I mean, this is what we're talking about with the police right now. Right. Is like, yes. Hey, like you should be transparent. If there's abuses happening, like people need to know that. Yes. And what I experienced was absolutely spiritual abuse. And so what I've decided is if you reach out to me personally, I'll share the name of the church. If you care enough and you want to know because you don't want to go to this church, um, I will share that. What I will also say, though, is I'm not telling you not to go to this church. I just am sharing something that I experienced and you have every right to experience what you experience on your own. And this guy has every right to go to this church. He hasn't experienced anything negative. And so there's no right. There's no part of me that can be like, you can't go to this church. Why are you going to this church? I can't believe that, you know, um, because everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different experience. And what I went through was four years ago. So mm -hmm. maybe there's been some huge growth. I've never received an apology. And so I think that's a big sign with everything that happened, but I don't know. So, so two, two things I want to say real quick. One, 
this kind of thing happens with not just this church. Like this is a very common story where churches can become very like insular communities. And there's like leaders who sort of call the shots and can be like coercive with like trying to like control every aspect of people's lives or like whatever, right? There's a spectrum of behavior. And, and I would hope everyone would be really like check in with themselves. Like if you're kind of in a place like that, where like, if there's like dissent and stuff is not tolerated, like mm-hmm. that's a problem. It, and a lot of it too is what you believe. I mean, if yep. you are very by the Bible, there's a lot of misogyny that can be interpreted from that. And yeah. thank you for saying the word interpreted. <laughs> yes. Interpreted. Yep. I, I, all yep. of it. Like, I don't think that God is like, we should be misogynist and men are in charge. And I think that's exactly opposite of what he wants. And, you know, I kind of, again, I shared this on my story episode of, I don't think Christians are bad people. I don't think Christianity is a bad thing. I don't think all churches are bad, but I think that there are, I just, I just believe different things now because of what I've been through. And I understand grace so much more. Yeah. Well, and that was the, sorry, that that, that was the other thing that's probably like, that it was difficult in your situation and it's difficult for so many people is that for so many years you were part of this church and had this really great experience. And I'm sure they were like lovely and helpful to you and supportive and all these things. And then like this one thing happens. And so like, you know, there can be really great people going to the church who have never hit that point and don't know about these other, these other things that have happened and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And these aren't horrible people. They're not horrible people. Um, I think, ugh, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. much more I can say on that. No, no, no. It's fine. But, but I think what's interesting, right. And like why it's helpful for you to provide this context, right. Is that what we're talking about is when you're dating, when you're meeting somebody, like what, like, how do you a, like sort of figure out and talk about like each other's sort of spirituality and whether there's compatibility there even like how much do the, does, does there need to be compatibility there and stuff like that? And I know, you know, why I was saying like, there's some red flags for me, you know, like if someone says they found Christ, like that terminology would, would signal something to me that would, I wouldn't be like, Oh, I can't mess with you, but I would want to ask them more questions because that, that signals a specific kind of form of, of Christianity to me in a way. But which which yeah. may not be fair, right? Like, but I don't know. But you and I have very different backgrounds, and yeah. I grew up with that lingo, and so it is very natural for me to hear mm-hmm. Christian Christianese and not be repulsed by it. Yeah, well, but what's crazy to me is like, and I was saying this to somebody recently, is that the living here in this particular area of Southern California, it is more like homogenous that what Christian means is like this evangelical, fairly fundamentalist, like non-denominational, like blah, blah, blah. Like that's just the default. Like when people say Christian here, that's what they think. I lived my whole life and was very active in the church, like living in a, a you know, fairly liberal middle-class suburb of Philadelphia growing up. Like, I didn't know anyone who was a Christian in that way 
who who believes in that way. Like I didn't know mm. anyone who went to like a non-denominational church, mm. and so people here are like, yeah, no, that's what a Christian is, and like, mm. it's like, no, 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 that's just right here. Like, interesting. Yeah, and like, and so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell you later. But I've developed like a series of questions I ask people, like if they talk about being Christian, that are like somewhat problematic. So I'll own that now. And it's like a little bit tongue in cheek to try to mm. figure out like, okay, what kind of church do you go to? Like what, mm. you know, like what are your beliefs like a little bit? Mm. But yeah. So. Okay. So he goes to this, you find out. Yeah, he I want to come back to that because I'm curious about the questions that you asked. But so yeah. anyway, so he goes to this church and right when I heard that, I was like, okay, two things could happen here. One, I could live this all over again. Because I started dating someone a couple years ago, maybe like a year and a half ago, that happened to go to the same church that we met online. And he was also going through a divorce. So I'm like, okay, he's going to be understanding. Eventually, he probably won't go to this church. Well, he ended up being warned by someone at the church to not date me. And... Then I shared with him what had happened and he sided with the church. Holy shit. Hey, good, really good to find that out, right? It's yeah. like, oh, great. Thank you for like revealing to me that you're someone I never want to date. Yes, you know? but it was yeah. very, very painful. I know that's horrific. I've had people look at me and tell me that I'm not a Christian or that these Things that I've gone through were justified and, you know, and so when, when he said that it was just such a huge trigger and I probably didn't respond well, but I said, oh, oh, okay. Um, so just so you know, like, I don't really like that church. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I said, yeah, I went through a divorce and, um, actually like they didn't handle it well. And so like, I'm, I was really close with the pastor and his wife and it, I just, I don't have good feelings about it. And he was like, okay, yeah. Like, you know, I'd love to hear more about it. So he got, anyway, he had to go, but he got my number and was like, I'd love to meet up and talk more about this. And so he he sort of, sort of demonstrated like kind of an openness, like wanting to say, oh, like to hear more about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I've had other guys do that before that were Christian that, Oh, I'd love to hear more about it. And then I tell them and then they're like, Ooh, that's not Christian enough. Fuck off. I can't, I can't handle that. Like if you listen, if you knew like one thing about like what Jesus had to say, like that's, it's completely incompatible with that sort of attitude anyway. Sorry. So he left and I just had this gut feeling and I texted you and I texted my sister and I texted my best friend, Janae, and I texted my counselor because she has been through, and I don't text her often because I know that's inappropriate, but I just said, you are going to die. I just met an old high school friend. He goes and we were talking, blah, blah, blah. And he said, yeah, I go to this church. And her response was run. Yeah. Good job, counselor. Yes. 
So anyway, so what I decided to do, because I don't know him well enough and I don't know where he's at, is lay some things out through text before actually investing time in meeting him. And I said, you know, I just want to say this. I'm very liberal. I'm a liberal Christian. I have these beliefs. And from my knowledge of used to be going to this church, they don't believe those things. And so if you go along with what this church believes and you believe you're, I'm probably not going to be the type of Christian wife that you're looking for. I, I kind of want you to read the text. Can you, you want do me that? to read the text? Okay. I'll yeah. read the text. I think it's such, I think it's like such a cool example. Okay. So by the way, uh, this guy that I, that I met, that I went to high school with, if you're listening to this, this is not a dig on you at all. This is just me realizing that I have to be super protective of my heart and careful with what I invest in because of what I've gone through. And Mm -hmm. so this wasn't me saying, I can't believe you believe this, or I can't believe you go to this church, but more so like making sure that I take the right steps for me. So I said, Hey, I just want to lay out a couple more things before we meet. These are things that would be important to me. And my guess is that you may not agree with them. So then I listed some pretty strong beliefs that I had. Um, So I said, I don't think homosexuality or sex before marriage is a sin. I think healthy, loving, monogamous relationships who are having sex or homosexual relations before marriage is the least of God's concerns. I think the church has way overdone the purity culture, waiting to have sex and shaming people for sexual development. And it's created a really negative ripple effect. I think Jesus would be in the Black Lives Matter marches and holding the hands of women getting abortions because they were raped. I'm super anti-Trump. I do not support him and could not be with someone who is okay with his character as a person. I don't think you have to say one specific prayer to go to heaven. I think there are many different ways to finding Jesus, and they are not only within the Christian church. Anyway, if these ideas and thoughts don't line up with conservative values you're looking for in a future partner, that's okay. Just let me know. And he said, good morning. Responding to all of that would mean a lot of nuance. I don't know if he meant nuance or nuisance. I can say that my current dispositions don't fit within those lines. And I said, I kind of figured, and I think it's, I think it's best that we don't invest time. I think that's awesome. How do you feel about it? Um, I felt really good. And then, so don't kill me, but I was texting my best friend, Janae, uh-huh. because she you know, she went to high school with me. So she kind of, she's been in on all these stories of people that I have met or dated and gotten to high school with. And she was like, maybe the reason you met though, is that you can show him the light in some ways. Now, mm. now hold on, stay with me for a second. So first yeah, of all, if okay. you're a conservative Christian and you're listening to this and what I'm saying makes you feel uncomfortable I want to recognize that and I want to say that that's okay and that you do not have to agree with me and I don't think you're a bad Christian 
or a bad person for not agreeing with the things that I said. I would just ask that you don't judge me for what I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I also, I also was, yeah, that's so funny. Cause I was sitting here thinking like, Oh, I was pretty judgmental earlier of like, you know, like what happened to you with that church and, and, you know, churches like that. And certainly this like purity culture, this idea of like being Christian enough, you know, like, and, and I think for people where that comes from in like a really pure place is like, Hey, like you should make faith like central in your life. You know, like you should be really committed to that. And like, that's, I think what they're looking for, but I think it kind of manifests in some like unhealthy and ugly ways sometimes. Um, right. Like the idea of like, well, if you, don't act in a certain way. We're going to kick you out of the church. That is an example of retributive justice, which is actually like, if you look at the whole Christ story, like it's actually like sort of changing the model of retributive, you know, like, like going away from retributive justice, which is like someone does something bad. You have to hurt them. You have to punish them. There must be retribution or like revenge, right? Mm. It's eye for an eye stuff. Right. Mm. And like, Jesus's whole thing in a way was to totally subvert that. Right. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's a discussion for another time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, and I kind of talked to you about this, like this isn't a theological podcast. This isn't a Christian podcast. This isn't a religious podcast. This is a dating podcast, but Christianity was such a huge part of my life. And it is going to be a part of me dating someone because I would love to be with someone that believes in God, that has a spiritual kind of sense and, and agrees with the things that I really strongly believe in. Do I think it has to look exactly the same? No. Whereas in the past, I was like, it has to look exactly the same. Hmm. So, you know, it is exciting for me when I meet someone who's a Christian because Ultimately, like, I think part of it is like, I think there's kind of this underlying belief talking, going back to these negative beliefs of like, I don't deserve to be with a Christian or a Christian would never want to be with me. Yeah. So like, never, they'll never accept me for the beliefs that I have or the, the mistakes that I've made. And and so when I meet someone, it's almost like there's a little bit of that hope that's like, oh, maybe this person who's a Christian will want me and and think that I'm enough. Yeah. So that's, wait, just, so one thing I want to say about that, right? It's like, you know, when you were totally harmed by this institution, when you were at your most vulnerable and broken place in your adult Ever life. Ever in my life. Right? that there's so there's so much deep trauma there and like what you just described to me is like some some of that gets internalized as shame for yourself of like oh yeah like a quote unquote real question like wouldn't have me right and so i think it's it's so cool that you have this kind of awareness of that mm-hmm. and i understand where Janae's coming from but that is where my skepticism is in her suggestion because like Oftentimes we, you know, like what is true in sort of psychology or or many people's, you know, conceptions of like why we do the things we do um, is that often we play out really painful dynamics from our past, Mm. like hoping for the, for the different outcome. Right. So if you had a male figure that was abusive, well, like, you know, an angry and explosive 
will seek out like angry, explosive men, because what you're trying to do is sort of change the story of like, Ooh, maybe this one I can get to like, love me and care about me and see me and, and not hurt me. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. And so I, and like, that's what makes me nervous in, in Janelle's suggestion is that like, you might be playing out this like painful thing for yourself, but she might also be right. Who knows? (laughs) Well, and then, and think of it this way too, like with the whole black lives matter and the protests, like you went on Facebook and you were like, guys, if you do not understand why the looting is not as important as like like, the murders being, (laughs) yeah murdered um like reach out to me yeah so there's part of me that's like why did we meet like why did this happen i know for a fact that there's nothing romantic going to happen Hmm. and so i did reach back out and say listen if you want to meet and talk about some of these things openly and in a friendship way I would be more than happy to get together. I think that's cool. Yeah. So we are supposed to be meeting this week. Um, I don't know how much more I will discuss this on the podcast. Sure. But, you know, I thought that this was just, this goes along as I'm, as I'm opening up to you guys and becoming more vulnerable about things that have happened to me in my past. Christianity is such a huge part of it. The church was such a huge part of my life and the church was such a huge part of my divorce and Christian things and God and relationships that is going to come up in my dating life. And this was just kind of this really weird like interaction. And I'm just kind of, I, I do believe that things happen for a reason. And, you know, in Christian knees, that would be, you know, God kind of put like set this up in a way, whether that is, for me to set these boundaries and cut it off. Yep. Could be whether it is for me to somehow feel closure from the church. Maybe there would be some sense of justice or closure from it, or maybe it's like to warn me, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I, I, who knows? I may cancel this meetup. Uh, well, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're taking a really healthy approach of like being mindful of taking care of yourself while at the same time, you know, being willing to like sort of explore. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I think, I think I just, I want to be really, really, really clear. I want to be careful. I'm not bashing Christians. If you believe homosexuality is a sin, you believe kind of these standard, you know, conservative beliefs. Like, it doesn't mean I don't want to be your friend. It doesn't mean I don't still love you. I understand. I understand because I was there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think I will say this. I think that God is love. And Jesus came to show us what grace is. Mm -hmm. And I think that is lost in Mm -hmm. Christianity and quote unquote Christianity, as in what the world has made Christianity to be. 
Well, so, and one thing I want to say, like, that is what a great, you're doing a great example of this, right? Richard Rohr, who's a Franciscan friar and like amazing teacher and stuff like that. You can look him up if you want, but he says like transcend and, 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 and include, right? So mm-hmm. when we deconstruct our old beliefs, typically we go through a period of like anyone who ever believes that is wrong because I know it's wrong now too and blah, blah, blah. And you become very sort of like judgmental and stuff like that. But when you really reach sort of a higher state of understanding, you're like, oh, I understand what I felt like when I was there. And that doesn't mean that those people are bad or whatever. So Mm -hmm. you're doing a great example of transcending and include. The other thing I would say, (laughs) I'm maybe not going to be as gracious as you, but I think, I think so gracious is like, I think for, for people who feel that way, many of them have this belief that like, that this is what it means to be a Christian, that like, that like authentic Christianity or real Christianity is this set of beliefs. And if you, I would really encourage people to like do some deep dives into church history, into biblical scholarship, into, you know, how the church evolved in the early centuries and things like that, not from the leaders of your church, but from like other sources, hit me up if you want me to recommend some. Um, you will find that like this set of beliefs of like the, you know, in, you know, like the, you know, that just being a Christian means that you think gay people are going to hell. You think this, you think blah, blah, blah. Like um, that is actually very unique to like this country at this time. Mm. Um, you know, that's not something that's like even hundreds of years old in, in this country. Mm. Um, like so many things have, have changed shape and stuff like mm. that. But anyway. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't Christian, who maybe are atheists or don't, you know, um, relate to this at all, like, that's okay, too. I think the point of I maybe something to get out of this would be like, just make sure when you start talking to someone, religion is a huge thing, you know, mm-hmm. and if it if it doesn't matter to you, if your partner is a different religion, then great, let them know that if you meet someone and it's a big tilt to them, and you're not on the same you know, wavelength, then probably avoid getting to know that person. And I think it all goes back to like, we like, don't waste people's time. Don't waste your time and invest in the right people. And something that I've also picked up from my coaching program, I love this kind of phrase is like, what space are you creating for the right people? Like if you have the wrong people in your life that are taking this energy from you or they're not the right person for you, you're now, you don't have the space to give to someone else who is the right person or to your friends that love you or to your family that love you. So, um, you know, just listen to your gut. Well, so can we, can we talk about, are are you shifting gears? Cause I like, I want to talk about like, I'm curious, like, you shared in the text you read, like the beautiful example of like how you sort of share where you're at and investigate where someone else is at and then kind of make a decision based on that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to like talk from a bigger picture level about what that looks like of, you know, like. Yeah. So, so guys, if this sounds a little awkward, Jared and I just had like kind of a side conversation because <laughs> He wasn't ready to end this episode. He's so stoked to continue to kind of talk about how spirituality fits into dating. And so we're going to make this part one, and mm. then we're going to do a part two where, um, well, Jared, take it away. What what questions were are we going to discuss on part two? Yeah. And like, so maybe people can like hit us up with thoughts or ideas or, or how they do this, or if they have stories or something like that, but just kind of like 
So like, what might you see in someone's profile that would like either make you excited of like, Oh, this person's beliefs are like mine or like make you really worried of like, Oh, these are beliefs that I don't feel compatible with at all. Um, when you are talking to someone, how do you bring it up? What kinds of questions do you ask? What do you share about yourself? When do you bring it up? Yeah. You know, cause it can be so charged. Yeah. There's so much we can dive into on this topic. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of, this will be a little teaser for the next episode. We'll keep talking about it. I do want to share a couple for those of you who are interested in kind of hearing a little bit more about this new approach to like how I feel about Christianity, how Jared feels about Christianity. There's some great people to listen to. Um, there's a podcast called The Liturgist. And yeah. if you listen to the episode with Pete Holmes, it's called Pete Holmes Returns. Yeah. Um, really fantastic. Anything with Richard Rohr. What what was the what was the podcast that Richard Rohr was on? Was it Pete Holmes podcast? Yes, it was called it was on You Made It Weird, which is the podcast that Pete Holmes hosts. Um Richard Rohr has been on there twice. The first episode that Richard Rohr was ever on is the one that I, I had you listen to and I've recommended yes. that. that. My mom like loves it it's and has listened so to it a good. bunch of times. It's amazing. He is yeah. Phenomenal. And you love Rob Bell, who's also No, like, I I'm not a big fan of Rob Bell, but I love Pete Rollins. Oh so yes. there's Pete Holmes and then there's Pete Rollins. I love yeah. Pete Rollins. He has a few books out, but he is on the Rob Bell podcast. So if you type in Rob Bell, I think they took down my favorite episodes, which were on love. There was three parts to it. Oh, yeah, I remember but, that. Yeah, but they still have the episodes on God, um, understanding kind of Christianity and God. And I think there's two episodes with that. So you can Google yes. Rob Bell, Pete Rollins. And Rob Bell's interview with Pete Holmes on Pete's Holmes podcast, you made it weird is also good. Yeah. So for the, and for the record, I don't know, this is really interesting, right? Like, and we'll talk about this more in our, in our part two, but like, I, I forget what is on my profile. Like I don't have, I think hinge lets you put a bunch. Mm -hmm. So I think I have like agnostic Buddhist, like, and maybe Christians, one of them. Like, mm. so if someone asks me if I'm a Christian, like I have a really hard time answering that question. Mm. And like what's, what we'll get into, right. is like, yeah. if somebody is a agnostic or an atheist, even though like spirituality is such an important atheist, maybe not, but like, even yeah, even atheists, I feel like, okay, we might have more compatibility here than like that particular brand of Christianity for me. Like that, like mm. I would rather actually, like atheist seems less incompatible to me than like mm. that very like hard line fundamentalist, mm -hmm. like stance of like, no, this is what it is, you know? Cause there's like yeah. openness in it sometimes. Anyway. Yeah. And I will say this too, as we kind of wrap this up, but you know, I, I went through years and years and years of doing the the quote unquote Western Christianity thing. I've read through the entire Bible twice, devotionals, praying on the worship team, members of the church, mission trips. I did all of it. So I I know what that side is like. I'm not saying that side is a bad side. Okay. I'm just saying that I'm at a place in my life now where I think differently. And if you're interested in kind of hearing more about those ideas, then those are things you can listen to. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was kind of different, but I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was a good episode. 
Leanna, I enjoyed it. I don't know if that matters. <laughs> I know you're you're like geeking out. This is like your favorite episode. <laughs> Well, you guys, please subscribe rate interview on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Hello and Goodbye Podcast at underscore Leanna Joe. You can follow Jared at The Real Rodriguez. The Real Jared Rodriguez. Oh, thank you. You're Why really, you're, yeah, you're really truncating my Instagram handle. Feel I free to slide into my DMs, everyone. Oh yeah, don't forget to slide into your <laughs> DMs. We will give you an update on that. I cannot wait. Next week, I have an amazing comedian coming on. So Jared will be on the following week. We'll do spirituality part two the Mm -hmm. following week. So anyway, I hope you guys have a great week. Enjoy. uh, DM, let us know what you thought, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Talk to you soon. See you next time. Whichever way you want to do it. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Keep it in. Bye.